0: Hello gorgeous, if you have ever wanted to really be living in a space of rich bitch energy, if you ever wanted to just lavish there, lather up in it, live your best life, I am answering some of your very best questions about abundance and mindset, and essentially how to be a rich bitch in 2023. So let's check out these questions you are listening to gala loves everything with gala darling where we talk about manifesting your future self and healing what keeps you small and boring with over 17 years in the healing industry you can count on me to keep it clear concise and real with a side of f-bombs yeah i'm almost definitely gonna say fuck if you want to be the creative badass you've always dreamed of i've got you let's go Hello, gorgeous. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I recommend you do it. If you haven't left a review before, I would really love a review of what you like about this podcast so other people can find it. That would help me so much. But look, these questions came to me through Instagram stories, which is where the best questions come from. You know, It's really a hotbed of of info and feedback. I love Instagram stories. So I said to people, what are your biggest questions around attracting more money? Where do you feel blocked? And I got some really outstanding questions. I'm going to work through these one by one, and I'm sure that at least one, if not two of them, are going to hit you where it hurts. And I am going to give you my cleanest, clearest take on the answers to these questions. So here's the first one. This is from Joanne Jean Bean and she said, "How can I be more unapologetic about my desires like when other people say that I'm bougie, etc." And I love this because it's very sweet to me. This is a very sweet question. Because really what this is about is fear of being criticized by others, fear of standing away from your tribe, your pack, your crew, your peers, your family, and being afraid of being different, being afraid of having different wants for your life and maybe a bigger vision than the people around you do. And this is a very common problem, you know, as humans, we really do not want to be cast aside from the pack. It is in our minds equivalent to death because back in the day, back in the caveman days, if we were abandoned by the tribe, we would starve, you know, we would be unsafe. And so we really do have this primal fear about being different and being unaccepted, being rejected by the people that we care about or love. And when you are coming up to this, this place in your life where you're starting to realize that there is more that you want and maybe that does feel at odds with what the people around you aspire to or how your family lives their life, it's really important that we engage our critical mind because if we let our fear mind take over, we're going to be stuck forever. We really do have to look at this through a logical lens, and you really want to consider the source of the criticism. Who is this criticism coming from? And what kind of life are they living, right? Is that person truly happy? Do they wake up with a spring in their step? Do they live their life enthusiastically? Are they generous and creative and loving and all of those things that we all want? Or are they just projecting their fear onto you? Are they living in a small way? Did they put their dreams to bed many, many decades ago and now are just going through the motions? And I think it's important that we really consider that. Would you want their life? Would you want their life? If the person that's criticizing you does not have a life that you would aspire to, then it's pretty safe for you to discount their opinion and really not worry about it too much. And I know that that's easy to say and not as easy to do, but what I really recommend you do in these moments is let your passion for your vision lead you more than your fear of being different holds you back. And so what this means to me is that you pour more passion and more enthusiasm into the vision. You allow that vision to get brighter and more colorful. You put more time into nurturing that vision, whether that's you listen to podcasts about it. You make Pinterest boards about it. You join a mastermind group that's focused on the same thing. You start to change your social group or your peer group so that you really are spending time around people who have the same interests, whatever it is, you really want to feed the love and starve the fear. So I hope that that's helpful for you. And my final tip on that would be if you're worried or finding it hard to be unapologetic, look at the people that you admire and look up to and ask yourself, do they apologize for what they want? I can almost guarantee that they don't. So let that guide you, let that carry you and remember that being different is the price of being exceptional and it's totally okay to do that. All right, I'm back. I had to stop recording because my dog was chewing on a toy that's full of that like crunchy paper. And I was like, okay, this has to end. I don't have an editor, by the way, obviously I do this all myself. So, you know, we're really like rocking some DIY shit. So occasionally, yes, you are going to hear some sounds from my life and the, this is just real life, you know? I'm not in a sound stage. Okay. Our next question is from Immune along with Nia, and she said, "I'm afraid of what haters or even my family will say if I put myself out there." And this question is similar to the last question, but it's a little bit different. So, I want to let you know that everyone that's great has had to overcome the fear of receiving negative feedback. And The truth is that negative feedback does exist and there are people out there who will delight in trying to tear you down. People love a rising from the ashes story and they also love a return to the ashes story. And there's something kind of... Gnarly in the human psyche, where people love to tear other people down. And it really is a way of making yourself feel better about your own insecurities. And it comes in lots of different ways. You know, it comes in the way of people shitting on your dreams, but it just as equally comes in the form of people saying, oh, yeah, she's just really lucky. Or, yeah, she has a trust fund, I think. Or, oh, yeah, she slipped her way to the top. These ways of discounting the effort that someone has put into their own growth. Because if they were to own that this person really worked intentionally and intelligently, then that makes them feel like, oh, maybe I could have done the same, but I haven't. And that makes me feel bad. So it's much easier for them to chalk it up to luck or some kind of external force. means they're not responsible for their own lives. So anyway, this negative feedback stuff, yes, it exists. It's out there. It fucking sucks. I have received so much criticism and online hatred and bullshit in my lifetime. Um, I've received death threats, which is just insanely ridiculous. And it's out there. It really sucks. It's really hard sometimes, but you will survive it. And the other thing that I want to remind you is that... Sometimes we put the opinions of anonymous people um, above our own opinions of what we should be doing with our life and above our own desires. And the truth is that most of those people who lob criticism at you will never meet you. And so, why are you letting them rule and run your life? There is simply no reason for you to do that. And The other thing that I will say is that as you put yourself out there, you know, I'm not sure when you say putting yourself out there, what that means. Maybe that's sharing your art. Maybe it's sharing your business. And the advice that I always give to entrepreneurs who are just getting started is to remember that your family and friends are not your ideal customer. They are not your audience. And so we're like putting all this stuff out there about our business and we're really just, expecting people who are truly not aligned with us to give us positive feedback. It's never going to happen. So maybe that means you have a different Instagram or social media for your business or your art or whatever it is that you're sharing. And you just stop expecting those people to shower you with praise, especially if that's not the way they're wired. You know, we can wish and hope and pray that people will be different all day long. But ultimately, we have to really accept people as they are. And if your family are not supportive, if your family are not encouraging or enthusiastic or pro you being out there and taking a risk, then you really have to accept that and just work within those parameters. So really accepting the reality of the situation is actually going to bring you a lot of peace and it's going to allow you to move on faster. And I think the sad thing that can happen when we decide that we want to go bigger and we do want to elevate and we do want to grow as a person, we find that a lot of those old friends or family members are just not aligned with who we're becoming. The things that they have and that they value are very different than the things that we want to have or we do value. And so you may move away from them um, and that can be really painful and that can be really hard, but the good news is that you have the ability to rise above their limitations you have the ability to transcend your family history and your DNA and become a totally different person. You have the ability to be the first person in your family to break those chains, to break those generational beliefs and to be a true success. And you get to show them what that looks like and they may not like it, but you still get to do it. And I also want you to remember that there might be like the older people in your family don't feel good about this, but the younger people in your family will be really inspired by you. So remember, it's not just about what your mother, father, aunt and uncle say. It's also like, well, what are you showing your nephews and nieces and your cousins, right? And as you continue to rise above those limitations, you're going to find people who can truly meet you where you're at. And that is one of the most delicious feelings in the world. Okay, next question is from Rhiannon Ray, and she said, how many times do we have to tap to really shift old beliefs? This is a great question and unfortunately there's no one answer because it really depends on what you're working on. Sometimes we find that we're working on the surface. We're just working on symptoms which are indicative of a much deeper problem and sometimes we have the courage to get right to the heart of the matter. And this really depends on you. It depends on your personal bravery. It depends on your self-awareness. And it depends on your skills too, because sometimes we don't understand what's going on with us just because we don't have enough education around psychology, around spirituality, around what happens with our emotions and trauma and how it gets stored in the body. So for example, a couple of examples I have in my life are when I healed my asthma and my eating disorder, both of those were a one and done situation. That was incredible. But then there are other things in my life that require more work. For example, my work on intimacy and feeling comfortable in relationship, that has required a lot more work. It's much more deep seated for me. So it really depends on the issue and it depends on how deep you're willing to go. And it depends on how deeply your subconscious will let you look into it. Sometimes your mind only feels safe enough to let you go an inch below the surface. And so sometimes we have to develop a sense of trust with ourselves before our mind can even let us go to those places. So, Again, hard to say, sometimes one and done, sometimes we're going to have to go a little deeper. Our next question is from Dynamo Ultima, and she said, what are some actions I can do to get me in an abundant mind and vibe? Well, I have three hours worth of lectures. Well, I don't like the word lectures. I have three hours worth of teachings on this that I just did this weekend in the Cash Up Club, which is completely free. It's hosted on YouTube, but the only way that you can get the links is by putting your name on the list so you can still get access to those. All you need to do is go to bit.ly slash cashupclub, no spaces, and you will get access to those links. You can watch the replays. I'm super proud of the Cash Up Club and what we achieved in those three days. I was absolutely on fuego, if I may say so, and... What I taught was really, really powerful, a lot of great visualization, clearing old beliefs, and then talking about what are the physical actions that we can do to bring these visualizations to life. I'm super proud of it. So definitely check out the Cash Up Club. You're going to love it. And of course, it's like three hours worth of teaching. Like I can't put that in a podcast right now, so you will love it. Okay, next question is from Ruby Jill, and she said, it feels like society's message is that you have to suffer to earn money. How do you overcome this belief? Okay, such a good question. And how many people really believe that suffering is necessary in order to create the life that we want? So many people believe that, and it's some really old dogmatic shit. So society will tell us that we have to suffer period, right? Like in all aspects of life, no pain, no gain, blah, blah, blah. Like really there is this undercurrent, this underlying message that life's a bitch and then you die. And I believe that pain is essential and suffering is optional. And when I say pain, I really mean those moments where you're like, damn, this isn't working. I don't like this. This isn't enjoyable. This fucking sucks. When you have that moment, that's a moment of pain. But when you have the moment of suffering, that, I believe, is because you're out of alignment and I believe that you're suffering because you have chosen not to take action on that pain when you first felt it. The pain is a sign that something is not right. The suffering is a sign that you have failed to act on it. And when I think about all of my friends who are entrepreneurs, so they are really in control of their own life, I would say they all experience pain. Every single one of them experiences pain in their business, but they very rarely experience suffering. And suffering just comes up when we're not willing to take the hard action on a problem. When we're not willing to do what really needs to be done. And the best way to reprogram a belief that, you know, you have to suffer to earn money is with tapping for sure. I'm sure you've all heard my story about moving to Los Angeles and deciding that my new belief would be the more fun I have, the more money I make. I tapped that in. It changed my whole life. And this is possible for you too. And this is as good a time as any to tell you that we just launched Cash Money Honey level two on Sunday. And Cash Money Honey two is a 14 day all tapping program to help you clear out those beliefs about money that are no longer serving you. It's An absolutely incredible program. We work through so many things that hold us back when it comes to money, like doubt that the money is coming, feeling like we have to suffer in order to have what we want, um, wanting instant results, feeling that the only way we can make money is through a job, worrying about it being okay to make more, releasing the limitations of our family, releasing the fear of it not being safe. Tapping on remembering our power and opening up to miracles and knowing your own value. Like, we really go there. I filmed it very recently in Palm Springs, and a lot of people have asked me if it's the same as Cash Money Honey, the original, like level one. It's not. It's completely different. It's all new material. Plus, in addition to the 14 days, you get my Abundance 101 Masterclass and a bunch of legacy tappings, which are tappings that are old school great ones that will really help you step into an abundance vibe. It's an amazing program. I'm super proud of it. And if you join us before Friday, the 5th of the 5th at midday, you get it at half price. We have an early bird special. So it's 265. The price is going to go up to 555 on Friday at 12:01 p.m. Pacific. So definitely jump in and check that out the link is bit.ly/cashmoneyhoney2 That's the number two, not the word two. And we also have a bundle available. So if you want to buy level one and level two, you can get them both for $5.55. It's going to cost you $1,000 to get both of them on Friday. So if you want in, this is the time. I'm super proud of this program. I've taught over 20,000 people my money classes so far. And they have really and truly changed people's lives. The testimonials are absolutely out of this world. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free to email my team help at highvibehoney.com. Okay. Let's get back to these questions. Cherished companions asked, what is your advice for course or product launches that receive zero sales? This is something that happens a lot when people are just getting started. They're like, okay, cool. I'm going to launch a product. I'm going to make a program. Let me see how it goes. And it's like crickets, tumbleweeds, honey like cobwebs, and it can be very disheartening. But there's a couple of things that you need to know about this. Number one, um, this is one of the reasons why I say that when you are just getting started in business, do not pour all of your energy and six months of your time into creating your first product because you are still getting started and you have no idea what people are going to really want from you. So it's better to do small things and test them and see what direction people are really leaning towards. It's the only way that you're going to figure it out. So don't spend, you know, 10 grand and hire a production team to produce your first class when you don't know if people want it, you don't know how to market, you don't know how to sell, and you haven't built trust with an audience. Really, you are barking up the wrong tree. So keep it simple. But. If you have already done this, you've already made this course, it's not selling. There's just, just, first of all, don't make this personal. It's not. So many of us get into business because we want to share what we know and our brand is ourselves and we take the whole thing extremely personally and you will really suffer. Like I was just saying in the last question, you will really suffer if you are believing that your sales or how your business is going is a reflection of you as a person because it's not. There's so many things at play. But if you've created a course or a product and it's not selling, repurpose that shit. Take what you've got and turn it into a lead magnet, put it on YouTube, cut it up, put it into a podcast, make it an Instagram reel, make it a series of slide carousels on Instagram, put it on TikTok, whatever. Repurpose it use it for something else. You might be like, yeah, but like the price tag on this is, you know, $500. It doesn't matter because if it's not selling, it's not worth anything. Things are only worth what people are willing to pay for them. And if no one's willing to pay for it, then just like put it out there as information, use it to build your reputation, use it as a way of getting people interested in you and what they, what you do and let it roll from there. And again, don't make things that aren't already an obvious yes for your people. And it's going to take some experimentation and some time, probably, to figure that out. But I trust and I know that you will get there. Our next question is from XX Small Petite, who said, I'm always trying to find my big idea that brings in money. I feel like I can't just get money without it. This is such a common belief. People think they're gonna have their one big idea that's gonna lead to millions of dollars and then they're gonna be cruising. They're gonna be on easy street. And I remember my father telling me that most people are waiting for their big break and most people never get a big break. It's really about the small things that add up over time. It's about the thing you do this week and then the thing you do in a couple of weeks' time and then the money you make in three months and then the money you make at the end of the year. It is building up over time. It's accumulating slowly. And so often we get hyper fixated on how much money we're going to make this month, for example, but really that's not the question. The question is how much money are you going to make in five years, What's the macro view? What is your long-term goal and vision? And are the things that you're doing this week or this month contributing to that overall picture? Or are you kind of just going down a random rabbit hole because you think it's going to end up in like a deposit in your bank account? Don't let yourself get seduced by the idea that you're going to create one business, sell it for $100 million, and then live your best life. Because that happens to some people, certainly, but it definitely doesn't happen for everyone. And it's much more sustainable and less disappointing to really celebrate the small wins along the way. And that's something that we practice in cash money, honey, level one and two. It's about how much money are you making every single day that adds up. We're looking for a $10,000 check and we're ignoring the $1,200 that came in today and the $1,400 that come in tomorrow. So don't make it so much pressure on yourself. It's not helping you. So stop thinking about the big idea and think about what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing in five years time? And does it all line up? Does it sync? Does it make sense? And it will help so much to take the pressure off. Miss Tricia Tobias asked how to start healing financial trauma. Looking at my accounts makes me panic even though I'm doing okay. All right. So for someone who's in this situation, the Only thing that you can do is heal your nervous system because there are so many people that even though they have a lot, they have plenty of abundance to an onlooker, they are still in panic, they're still in scarcity, they're still in fear. And if that's how you feel, then nothing that you get will ever be enough. And so it is time to rewire your nervous system because you have an old story playing out even though your reality has shifted. You're running an old program, an old tape from your subconscious mind, even though life is not like that anymore. It's kind of like people who were like a triple XL and they lose weight and now they're a medium, but they still go to the big and tall store or they still wear their triple XL clothes. Like they're internal world hasn't shifted to match their external world so there there's kind of like this weird lag they're living in this strange space So it is really time to rewire your nervous system. As you probably know, I'm already going to say, tapping is the very best way to do this. It's an amazing way to accept where you are. And then from that baseline of acceptance, from that foundation of loving who you are in this moment, then you can start to make changes So either join us in Cash Money Honey 2 and get that early bird special, or just check out some of my tapping videos on YouTube and work your way through them. Start to calm your nervous system. Start to update your software because you're just, you're running like Windows 95 and it ain't, it's 2023. So it's time to get with the program. All right. Second to last question is from Samantha Schnitzler. And she said, would you have any advice for non-entrepreneurs or more specifically artists? And I just want to say, if you're an artist, you are an entrepreneur. And the longer that you resist this, the longer you're going to struggle because entrepreneurs are not like I don't know, Monopoly fat cats, like rubbing their big bellies and like, you know, lighting cigars with $100 bills. Entrepreneurs are anyone who provides value and is willing to charge for it. And unless you want to, I don't know, do drawings in chalk on the street and have people throw a dime in a bucket, you are providing value. And I'm sure that as an artist, you are willing to charge for it. So it's time to switch your mindset and start thinking about the value that you provide. If you continue to struggle in this way and just think of yourself as a penniless artist or a starving artist... Then again, just like I said to Trisha Tobias, it's time to upgrade your software because this belief that you have is clearly hurting you. It's clearly not working for you. So it's time to start seeing yourself in a different light. And look, Andy Warhol is one of the most famous artists of all time. And he said that business is the best art. So take a page out of his book and just remind yourself that you still get to live a beautiful, fabulous, abundant life as an artist. Like I consider myself to be an artist. I consider everything that I do to be artistry. And it may not be the typical art. It might not be painting or a sculpture. But I believe that what I do brings light and levity and inspiration to people's lives. And I believe it provides massive value to them. And that to me is art. So I consider myself an artist just as much as I consider myself an entrepreneur. And I don't know, hopefully that helps you a little bit. Our final question is from Sam Marston, who said, Is tapping enough to change your money stories? Great question. Tapping is enough to change your beliefs. Yes, Absolutely. I've seen it work a million times, not just on myself, but on the literally thousands of people that I've worked with. And it's a great honor and a privilege to watch that work. But you also have to take action in the real world. Changing your beliefs is not quite enough. Your beliefs inspire your actions, which inspire your results. And so if you want different results, you're going to have to take different actions. But those actions are predicated on your thoughts and your beliefs. So if you can change those beliefs, and I know that you can, then you can change your actions and you can change your results. So this isn't about meditating your way to a million dollars. This is about changing the platform, the foundation on Of everything that sits in your life, so that you can make those better choices, do greater things, and inspire greater results in your life. I hope that this was helpful for you listening. I love you so much. Don't forget to join us in Cash Money Honey Level 2. It really is a sensational program. I get these crazy testimonials about the first level all the time people who manifested $100,000 overnight that's not a That's not a typo that's not a mistake. We were talking about it. Manifested a hundred thousand dollars overnight. a woman who sold her house for like a million dollars over asking people who get raises, bonuses, inheritance, amazing gifts they win prizes and contests like It is crazy what happens in your life when you open your mind to abundance and you start to let it in because you start to finally feel worthy of all of these beautiful gifts. Like one of my favorite people ever is Rob Bresney. And years ago, I read a book by him called Pronoia. And he talks about how the universe is conspiring to shower you with blessings. And if you can really shift your mind to believe that, to really believe and accept that, then your entire reality will shift around it. And it is such a beautiful place to be. So join us in Cash Money Honey 2. I will see you there. And then I will see you in the next episode. Much love. Mwah.